This is the Gore Club Podcast with Steve Vessel, Derek Sturgeon, and Death Metal Dave. Some like fucking critic. like reporter. Oh, yeah. Chris, was it Chris like Alexander a, from like Rumorg? I a, thought. A critic. And like it, it was unfair because we both was like a fucking boxer. Like yeah, the dude can fight. Yeah, he can fight. Yeah. You better be able to fucking fight if you're pumping out trash like that. But he also understands that he's pumping out trash. That's one thing I kind of liked about him for a while because there's something to do with like German tax laws that he can make bombs yes. and still get and paid if, for them. Well, no, no it, people could invest in them. Yeah. But if the movie didn't make the money back, you could write a hundred percent of it. Of it off, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the producers. The producers, yeah. yeah. But, uh, oh, uh, I forgot. Did you ever watch Psycho Gorman? Did you watch it yet? I haven't had a chance to, no. God damn it, so good. Well, I don't, I hate paying for things unless I'm going to go to the movie theater. Hmm. Just dumb. Huh. Huh. Hmm. It's got a rap song at the end. Of course, that makes it even better. (laughs) It it does. That's how they got me. I I was was watching it, and I'm like, this is just like watching a noir (laughs) movie. It's just... Yeah, it's like if it's, like if Guar so directed big. Power Rangers. Yeah, yeah. Well, that director is awesome though. I liked his last movie; it was great. I like the special effects in Void. I don't like the movie though. Mm. But I do think the kills and shit and the special effects are amazing. I just don't yeah. like the overall movie. A lot of people are hating on Psycho Goreman, so I don't know. Well, fuck those people. Uh, I think they knew what they were in for. Yeah, like, I just uh, seen a lot of people. That trailer, or whatever. Yeah, if you watched that trailer and didn't know what you were in for, you weren't paying attention. Yeah. That's how it was with Willie's Wonderland. I'm seeing a lot of weird, like, mixed reviews. I'm like, you know, this is not, like, a really hardcore horror film, right? I haven't well, seen that one yet. I've, I've, it's, it's, it's playing it's on the, my, uh, well, down like, the street. Well, it's 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 uh, it's on demand. I'm just going to watch it at home. The it's, horror community the always theater, has man. to be, like, you know, different from, you know, oh, oh, it always starts off, like, every movie, it's like, everybody likes it that first day. Then the next day, you get that crowd in and goes, oh, if I finally watched it, meh, meh. I did see that. There's a whole lot of that. Yeah, a every time I man. see, uh, I want to punch somebody. Like you don't say it in real life. Like I've never been around a human that I like, and they described anything with meh. Like you would want to punch that person. Like if you were like a waiter somewhere, like how's your food? And a motherfucker went meh. <laughs> you would fight them. The steak is amazing. Yeah, nobody talks like that in real life. That's like internet fucking slang or whatever that's become popular, and now everybody's like this little snarky asshole. But they look like like the comic book guy from the fucking Simpsons when you turn into an old man. No, that's great. I hate the word congrats. I fucking hate it. Yeah, I just there's certain things that it's just lazy. It's lazy. Like you can't like bash something and go with meh. Like why don't you like it, motherfucker? Everybody always just like posts now watching. It's like Psycho Gorman. He'll just say that, but meh. Like, what are you? You're just trying to piss people off. You want people to come in here and be like, why don't you like it? And you're like, well, it sucks. Why does it suck? Yeah. Because it sucks. Who was this Turbo Kid? I was like, whatever, man. Yeah. I saw a review like that, by the way. Well, there's a lot What of is that. like Turbo Kid? Turbo Nothing. Kid. Turbo Kid's amazing. It's fucking great. Yeah. It's a totally different kind of movie. People shit on that, too, though. So. Well, those yeah. people suck. But anyways. Well, welcome to the Gorkley Podcast. Oh, we're on. We're shit. on, aren't we? Yes. Yeah. All right. Don't fucking I, I promise not to blank out. <laughs> you are? <laughs> I'm Steve Vessel. Welcome to the Gorkley Podcast. You already blanked out. You're no. Death Metal Dave. I'm Derek. Hi, Derek. And we're here this week to talk about... Filmmaker Adam fucking Green. Green. And Derek's gonna mark the fuck out. Yeah, I'll mark out that hard. I'm just a fan. <laughs> There's not like a lot of filmmakers, newer filmmakers, I should say, that I'm a big fan of. I mean, who do we have right now, like in horror, that kind of blew up the last 15 years? And it's consistently good. That's consistently good, or at least consistently re- releasing shit for this genre and focusing on like 
us little basement dwelling nerds. I really can't think of anybody who is as fun, as a fan, came from nothing and still, you know, puts out stuff I like. Yeah, and that, that's the best. Consistently. Yeah, and that, that's my thing with Adam Green is like, I didn't know this dude existed in, I think, 2005, maybe 2006 is when Hatchet came out. I had no idea who Adam Green was. You know, you get on websites and, like, started seeing little things about Hatchet. I didn't know. I never heard of Spiral. I still haven't seen Spiral ever, which he did before Hatchet. I think you said you've seen it before. I did. But... I, I, I saw it, but I don't. I don't the, really remember. I watched it one time, and you yeah. can't find it now. So oh, shit. Yeah. The only thing when I try to search for it, I know he sells it at conventions, and he does a lot of conventions. And if you ever go to one, I'd recommend talking to him because he fucking signs for free, which nobody does, and he always has tons of shit for sale. Yeah, he always like has all his DVDs. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, but he always has all his DVDs and Blu-rays, and I know Spiral is always always there. I just haven't purchased it yet. Uh, but Hatchet's when I first heard of Adam Green, and it was through websites. Like, and we talked about this a couple episodes ago. But back in the day, like you would read these like on Rumor or Bloody Disgusting or whatever, they would have like these like it's one Fearnet. paragraph. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Fearnet. Fearnet.com. Well, Fearnet eventually will get to that because he was a part of Fearnet at oh. one point. Uh, but that's where I saw Hatchet at first, just people talking about, like, there's this new slasher. And you kind of roll your eyes when people say that because you're like, come on, dude. There hasn't been a new slasher. There's not hasn't been a new Jason Voorhees or whatever. Not one that's uh, as iconic as Victor no, Crowley. No, and, and people always try to – every time there's a new movie, they try to claim, like, there's this new icon out. And when Hatchet was getting hyped up, you had Behind the Mask coming at the same time. So you had these two things coming out around the same time, both saying, like, a new uh, a new icon is born, essentially. And both of them, I was like, oh, bullshit. And I was wrong about both because both are fucking fantastic. But we'll talk about Leslie Vernon some other time. Yeah, for different reasons. And they're yeah. completely different kind of films. Completely different. And I love that because it's like both slasher different. films. Yeah. They're completely different kind of fucking movies. Yeah. And then one, they're both great. And that's what's brilliant about it because if they were the same style, because it's both, it, it's fan service both ways. You can tell both these movies are made by fans of the genre, but they went different routes with it. And I think if they were identical, if we just got two hatchets or two Leslie Vernons, it would have took away from both of them. Yeah, you would, would, like the it would not be movie. memorable. Yeah, because that happens all the time in Hollywood. There's like two of the same fucking movie come out. Even like Repo the Genetic Opera and Repo Man. Like, yeah, it's like the same movies. <laughs> just one's not a fucking musical, and one's the Hollywood version of this fucking same story. Uh, but Hatchet, did you see it in the movies, or did you? Okay, I wait, were you a DVD one. guy on that I, one? I, I rented it. Well, it wasn't really in the theater. It was a small release. It was yeah. a very, very at small least not release. locally around us. Yeah. Um, I did see that one when it came out on, on uh, DVD because I was working at the video store then. And it was one of those things I was like, oh, Same. it's a horror film. I'll just rent it. I didn't know anything yep. about it. I read a few things, probably, you know. And the cover doesn't necessarily like sell you on it. The cover is no, literally just, just, just a hatchet, hatchet with it's blood hatchet. on it. Yeah. And, uh, Which was that, perfect for the time. You had, like, hostile with the, yeah, the image. That was right. kind of the, yeah. yeah, that was, that was, Saul had that, the that was kind of the thing. But, um, yeah, watching, watching that movie, I mean, and, you know, this movie is – Arguably, like I said, his most popular one, his pop, his most popular series, and what he's known yeah, for. Yeah, definitely. But he had a lot of when he was making the film, he got you know like Kane Hodder yeah. to play Victor Crowley, the main killer, and this was after you know Kane Hodder had been released from the Friday the Thirteenth series. He's not going to be in it anymore. And I think felt, that helped actually hype this up <coughs> because he was not happy about not being Jason Voorhees anymore. Happy. Yeah. And, so then you give him another character yep. to be like. Oh fuck! I'm totally behind this. Before I even know what the hell's going on, Kane yeah. Hodder's a new slasher. I'm I'm down. Yeah, and and you know uh, Adam Green talks about when he when he 
met Kane Hodder and pitched it to him, and Kane was just all about it when he pitched it to him. But one of the funny stories he always tells is like he wanted to take his shit to sign, have him sign, and they were like, "You can't, you can't do that in a business meeting. You can't, can't, can't ask yeah. Kane to, to sign your Friday the Thirteenth poster while you're doing this." Um, I would have done it. Bring in tequila. He'll love you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so uh, the the movie the, the movie Hatchet. Um, it starts off with uh, the two men on the boat. Yeah. Robert England. Robert England. And uh, uh, I, I can't even remember the other guy. Not as important as Robert England. It's Robert England and a guy that's playing his son fishing together in a swamp, which I guess people do. I would have never thought that as someone that was in Louisville, Gator, Kentucky. I don't, gator yeah. hunting. Yeah. Is that what they were doing? I can't remember. Were they remember. gator hunting? I thought I mean, they, they were, were gator hunting. That was what they were doing. Yeah, yeah, and of course, this doesn't make sense. The whole thing doesn't make sense, but it doesn't matter because you're already invested in this character because you see Robert England on the fucking big screen again. You're like, oh yeah. shit, I'm going to slasher movie with a slasher with another slasher. Yeah, and it's one of those times, so for me, uh, at that time, so if I did that now, if I've never seen Hatchet and I just watched it now, that may turn me off a little bit because it's such a trend in indie films now to hire whoever will work, whatever icon will work for a case of beer or a couple grand for a day to put them in your movie for 10 seconds and then use that to sell your film and then not do anything else, which Adam Green doesn't do that. He still makes like good movies and gives all these horror icons a fucking job. He does what awesome. Rob Zombie tries to do. Yeah. Well, that's, well, I was going to get into that. It's like, it's like the two of them are coming up at the exact time. They're part of the splat pack that happened at that time. Yep. And it was them, Eli Roth. I forget who else. I mean, I think it was uh, Aja. So yeah, they were like, I remember that, like the article in either one of my, I think it was either Rue Morgue. I don't think Horror Hound was around at the time, was it? I don't 2006? know. 2006? Yeah, because the first Horror Hound convention, I believe, is 2007. Yeah. So maybe, yeah. Maybe, maybe there's a magazine. But yeah, it was the Splat Pack. And those two, which like Rob Zombie and you have Adam Green. And it's like, well, they're both kind of doing the same thing, but Different. one is more my style. Yeah, and one's doing it way more from like a fan perspective that's trying to create something, whereas another's just like, I like these products. I'm just going to add cuss words and boobies. I like both those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Rob Zombie fans. I'll quit. I'll fucking stop for once. All Talk right. So, me. so, so very, very early on. Uh, so, so Robert England's killed. So is. Do we is, need to go through the synopsis well, yeah. of the Hatchet films? Yeah, though? we don't have to go through the synopsis. <laughs> we don't. We don't. We don't, we don't have to go through it. But I just wanted to get to something. So family. It's all about family. This is a family film. <laughs> this is this is this is the part where where they they I think they they could have had it because they didn't show Victor Crowley killing. Killing uh, um, uh, Robert England, which would have been Jason killing Freddy. Yeah, that was yeah. kind of a. Thing. It was it was implied, but uh, <laughs> Kane Hodder Kane Hodder talks about it, and he talks about how they weren't really on the they didn't really film that together. But you know, Robert England ever even told him like, "Hey, this is you. You should do this. You should keep doing this. This is going to be great for your career." And it turns out it was. It was fantastic for his career, and that one was cool because it, it opens every every hatchet movie opens with like the brutal kill or you know at the very beginning. But I like how it jumps into kind of like Manson. hustle that we talked about, yeah. But it, it instantly jumps into like this party, like Mardi Gras thing, you know. And you have these friends that like one obviously doesn't want to be a part of this shit. Everyone else is, come on, motherfucker, let's go. And Adam Green's there, and he's and, drunk. And Adam Green, yeah, always appears like in his movies. He's in throwing Chile up. And most of them, he's just drunk. That's throwing up, and they keep that story going with him as it progresses. I know. Like each movie, <laughs> which is fucking brilliant. Like I fucking love that little touch. Is like then he's in jail. <laughs> he's drunk I was gonna say about that. He's, he's in jail. jail. In a couple of his movies. I really hope that Adam Green elaborates that on that on that one day. Just like give me like a thirty minute short film about that dude's fucking day. Well, everybody's fucking getting doing. fucking murdered. This dude's on yeah. Bourbon Street like titties and gets arrested. 
I, yeah. I had a friend like that. He just woke up in a hotel after two days. He was like, yeah, this is how I was, well, where I was at. It was, like, it was like a hatchet movie. He's a part of the friend group at first. Like, yeah. that first scene, he's standing there with the friends, and he's just the one, the other guy that just don't fucking go with them. Yeah. You know, well, that, Joel it. David Moore is is, is, the, is the the main guy. You always get mixed up with John Hedder. <laughs> I always think he's fucking Napoleon Dynamite. He does. He has that look. He has the, it's, it's the jawline. It's Grandma's the look, the look in the eyes. Most house. people know him from Grandma's Matrix Boy. Matrix guy fucking, from Grandma's Boy. How can they see me? Yeah, he's uh, perfect in that. But, uh, you know, the, the story's pretty much he's he's been dumped and his friends are down during Mardi Gras and they're going to they're gonna go have fun. But he doesn't want to have fun. So he convinces um, his friend to go on this haunted swamp tour. And that's where you meet Perry. That's a good friend. Yeah, that's where you meet Perry Shin. Yeah, Perry Shin. The unkillable. He, yeah, he's, he's the only consistent human in he, all of these fucking Yeah, movies. he's consistent in it. So essentially, like, you, you actually introduced Tony Todd, too. So Reverend Tony Zombie, Todd, yeah. who has just a small part oh, in this. No. Essentially, you have a guy that runs, like, a boat tour, a swamp thing. Uh, they're trying to get in because they don't want to be a part of Mardi Gras. The friend's all sad. He's like, I just want to go on this boat tour. Tony Todd sells it like, you don't want to go there. Somebody slipped and died. I can't do it anymore, which is really a setup for Perry Shan's character to take him out on his haunted boat tour. And that's when you get like your main group, which you have this old couple that's going on his tour. You have a porn director and his two girls. You have Perry Shan, who ends up being in yeah, all Yeah, Mercedes three. McNabb from like an Adam's Family Values. Yeah, yeah exactly. And <laughs> that was a weird one. And then you have Mary Beth, who's introduced, who's like just ends up being like the badass of the franchise. But... And then from there, you just get your basic fucking formula of every horror movie or every slasher, which it doesn't matter. People want so much out of these films. I'm like, just give me characters and then kill them. And just make me care about a few so yeah. I can, in my brain, the, go like, I Tamara hope that person Feldman doesn't die. was the original Macbeth, uh, Mary Beth or whatever? Yeah, so she's, uh, she's a spoiler. She survives. So pretty much everybody gets fucking annihilated one by one. Uh, I, have the first, to, I have to uh, add this, too, about Perry Shen. He's got two fan bases because it's people that know him from Hatchet and, and General, General, General Hospital. General Hospital. So, yeah. so could you imagine just he's being got... him like at a table at a convention? Like, say he's at a he's at a soap opera convention. There's gonna be one person that you know is gonna come up and be like, "Sign my Hatchet." Sign oh, he's my just hatchet covered in blood with a hatchet, yeah. <laughs> or vice with versa, a tag on it. or vice versa. So, anyways, anyways, go go go. No, ahead. carry we, on. We forgot to mention uh, the kid that played Bud in the Huxtable or the uh, the uh, Cosby Show was uh, his his. Uh, Joel David Moore's friend. He's yeah. a sidekick. He's, he's yeah. a supportive friend. Yeah. He's, he's there like, for his friend. I know he was the dude from like not another teen movie. But. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> but Dave's going way back because he's yeah. old. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, but, <laughs> but yeah, like you said, the, the movie progresses. Well, insanity ensues and the kills in this movie. That's what I was, yeah, so that's what's brilliant about it. It's like instantly, like the old couple. So the guy gets off the boat, gets bit like by a fucking gator or whatever. He gets bit by a gator when they yeah. get off the boat because the boat yeah. is sinking at yeah. this point. Yeah. And they're like, we got to get out of here. And they go the fucking wrong way. And it's like the annihilation of this old couple really sets the tone for it. Because there's one point where one of them, I think it's is it the later guy that's on their knees while he's taking this hatchet and just fucking chopping them. That was the guy. Like, the guy, uh, like, the husband. Diagonally, like, though. So it's, like, going from, like, the shoulder down through the torso, and it's, like, the most brutal fucking thing. Yeah. And practical effects. Yeah. We all... That's what is really good about these films is they push the practical effects. They push... That That was the big selling point is, like, was it the tagline's old school American yeah. horror or whatever? Yeah. yeah. That's what grabbed all of us. Yeah. Oh, man, I lost my shit when that lady was running away, and he just grabs her by the back of the head yeah. and rips oh, her he fucking head. Fucking right, and it's, like, a 360 shot or, like, you know... <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, just it's beautifully done. It's amazing. And when you realize, like, holy shit, this is a practical effect. Like, they and, did this on and for, set. And for someone like me, that I'm a fan of, like, all those over-the-top Japanese horror movies, like, you know, Tokyo Gore Police and shit. It remind, the goreness reminds me a lot of that. It's so fucking over-the-top. Yeah. Like, everybody just shoots all this shit out of it. It's like being at a gore concert. Yeah, it's great. He's a huge gore, gore fan, obviously. We find and, that out yeah. later. I didn't know that at the time, but I was like, this is like a gore movie. This is like a gore, it's like Alice in Wonderland. And the Manson song of this one fits, as much as I don't like Manson. I was going to say, that's, that's what oh, I meant. Like, we go right into a Manson song right after the first like, kill. This is the new shit, and they're doing the new slash. I was like, oh, that, that's fucking fitting. I don't know how much you had to pay to get that fucking song. We should probably but... tell about who Victor Crowley is, because Victor Crowley was... Well, well, Perry tells us on. the story on the boat, and it's not really accurate, but well, cares? <laughs> one other thing we got to mention is a guy that's... Uh, when they first get on the boat, there's a guy drinking his own piss. Uh, so Perry Shen makes a joke about it. John like, Carl Beekler. This guy's yelling. He's like, don't go in the swamp because you've got to have that guy in every single one. And Perry Shen makes a joke. Don't listen to that guy. He drinks his own piss. And you're thinking, like, oh, he's a con artist. He's just trying to go <laughs> shut the fuck up. And the next shot is this dude drinking his own piss. He's got, like, which a like, medical which just that comes back that in the comes second back, movie. Which yeah, is a brilliant, another running, like, kind of gag with it yeah, all. I believe John Carl Beekler did the effects for the first film. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. The effects are fucking batshit crazy, man. And for yeah. me, like, I was just fanboying over, like, every little kill at that time. Yeah, you're teaming up John Call Beekler with Kane Hodder again from Part 7 of Friday yeah. the 13th. It's like, it's perfect. I'm a nerd. Let's do this. Yes. <laughs> it was It was, It was. was so good. And uh, I just got to mention Belt Sanders. Because oh, my God. That's the reoccurring. He, that's the reoccurring. His kill weapon is a belt sander. Yeah, and I think, yeah, every goddamn yeah. action figure better come with you a know, belt I've sander. You know, I've used a belt sander when I was redoing <laughs> I know my floor. I know the is it, but using, the belt sander. I was using a belt sander when I was re- redoing my floor in the basement. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? That shit broke after like 20 minutes. Victor yeah. Crowley needs to sell his own belt sander. Well, Victor Crowley knows <laughs> what's up. And, uh, he knows how to use a belt sander. He has a high grit, and it's a gasoline one. They actually made that prop yeah. for the movie because they didn't exist. And then the origin the origin story, which we were getting at there, is, okay. is essentially like the, the first one makes it quick. Uh, and they, they kind of build upon that in part two where they tell you like this weird like six-minute fucking version of it. But essentially, Kane Hodder had this son, Victor Crowley, and he was like, disfigured and shit. Think Pumpkinhead. If you've never seen this and you've seen Pumpkinhead, think of the kid from Pumpkinhead. Very similar kind of backstory. These bullies show up. They're constantly like throwing shit at him. Eventually they throw like fireworks into the house. The house starts burning. Kane Hodder tries to save him by beating the door down to get in the house. The hatchet hits the kid in the face. Kid's dead. Kid haunts the woods forever. Haunts the woods forever, <laughs> yelling for his daddy. Quit, quit being assholes. Like, all these horror movies are from you people being fucking assholes. Quit picking on kids. There wouldn't be as many slashers. Jason yeah. Voorhees wouldn't fucking be here. Victor Crowley wouldn't be here. The kid well, from fucking Prom Night wouldn't be here. Freddie Krueger would because he's just a pedophile. I'm sorry. Well, the introduction him of him into the, into the movie is up. very Pumpkinhead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's very pumpkin. Coming to the little store. Yeah. I'm going to leave my kid in the truck with all the bullies so they can really yeah. get to him. It's like, uh, good job. You're fucking making this whole movie going to happen. Yeah, but that's like shitty hillbilly parenting. That's shit <laughs> that you would see. He seemed like a good dad. And, and Kane Hodder really enjoyed the whole experience of playing somebody who was normal. Yeah, and he really got to, I mean, like I said, they did like a six-minute origin story. They retell it in part two. Yeah, as the story progresses, yeah, they, they, more they, they, la- more they elaborated more. on it more and more. But, uh, yeah, Kane Hodder, I, you know, for everything I've read, he really loved the role because he got to make it his. And if he was like, no, I want him to do this. This yeah. is how this is how Victor Crowley would act. I mean, Adam Green would just let him do his thing. Yeah, you gotta think of where Adam Green was at that time of his career. Then you got Kane Hodder going like, yeah, "I'm gonna do this." He's probably like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, dude, do it. Show me what you're gonna do." Yeah, I will learn from this and build upon it. 
which yeah. they did. So, so, so Hatchet just progresses. Lots of murder. Um, if you haven't seen it, you should definitely watch it. Yeah, if you uh, haven't seen it, like, I can't imagine. It's on Amazon. Yeah, well, here's, don't fucking here's watch the thing. Here's it. So, so essentially with this movie, I mean, everybody gets picked off like every other slasher film that you'll ever see in your whole life. And then we get down to like Mary Beth and fucking what's his name again? Victor Crowley. No, not Victor Crowley, but <laughs> Joel David Moore. Joel David Joel Moore. Moore. Right. I, I always want to call him John Hedder. I'm fucking sorry. You Joel should David just Moore. call him John Hedder. Yeah. Discount John Hedder. And like, so, so essentially, I forgot even how they fucking kill Victor Crowley in this one. They don't. They just get away. They yeah, get the they, fucking... they, they they get away. They and get they're it. on the boat. They're, they're on, on the boat. boat. And it's 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 the it's the well, it ends with the it's Friday. The carry yeah. ending. Or the yeah. Friday, 13th. Friday Thirteenth Part ending. One ending. Yeah, there's so many of these kind of shock endings which I love. Well, I like this one because you know they. She's reaching up for his hand, and it ends up being like his body's fucking ripped off from it. And it's like, ah, and then there's Victor Crowley. And that's how it ends. It's just like fucking, he jumps out at you, and that's the end of the movie. And you're like, oh, fuck, well, that was... Part two starts right there. I love that about this series. But it's changed. What's different? Daniel Daniel Harris. Daniel Harris. (laughs) Which, fun fact, Daniel Harris originally auditioned for for for, for, for Mary Beth, and she didn't get it. Because Adam Green wanted somebody different, somebody he was, he said he was, you know, it was intimidating or something, something yeah. along those lines. I think he had to apologize to Daniel Harris. <laughs> he did first. because the girl that played Mary Beth in the first one didn't want to come back. She's like, nah, I'm good. Well, what's yeah. she doing now? Exactly. <laughs> Not Hatchet. Not Hatchet. She I was mean, actually a really good. Right. She was one of my favorite characters and actors in the first film. I thought she did She's great. Very likable. Well, yeah. It's nice to see a fresh face in the horror genre. I definitely feel like the group of people as we progress gets better. Uh, the ones surrounding Mary Beth's character, essentially, because I didn't really, I didn't really care about the sad guy storyline. He just seemed like kind of a crybaby dick. To With me. the porno producer guy who's and, trying to get the girls, the girls on wild, yeah. fucking part of the, the first that, film. That actor's fabulous, by the Joel way. Joel Murray he, is yeah. that his name? Because he Joel did Murray. God Bless America and that yeah. fucking movie, Bobcat's movie, is fucking amazing. Should yeah. watch that. We'll do. A, we should do an episode about Bobcat and just talk about depression for yeah. fucking two hours. Daniel Harris jumps in. Well, and Daniel Harris she acts up. the entire movie with her uh, right eyebrow, I believe. Yeah. It's awesome that her like, <laughs> in a, like her first. I love you, Daniel Harris, but goddamn. Oh, she loves that people's eyebrow. Oh. Big, big Rocky Maivia fan. Oh yeah. Uh, the first thing she has to do is like piss guy from the first one. <laughs> Carl Beekler. And it comes back. It yeah. comes back to her. He's like, exact same drink clothes. this. Drink this. Yeah, so she, you know, she gets in with the him. audience are like, no, uh, no, because she keeps it in between her mouth and just like, no, 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 okay. No, 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 no. He ends up being as creepy as he looks. You know, and he dies a very brutal death because intestines in movies, I don't know if they're really as long as movies make them out or as strong. I don't Maybe think they are. I, I, I don't think story they're... they can wrap around that Circumference of the Earth or some bullshit. Come on, oh, I don't yeah. know. They're, 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 they might make. The there's text. a lot. There's a lot in there. Steve. Yeah. Um. But uh, he gets fucking that, that guy, well, well, that guy. He's, we just went sci-fi. He, he was the one that was initially like, you know, don't don't go in there. And then once he figures out, because he saves her, brings her back to to his cabin. He wants the sex. He well, no, he figures out what was going on. She's like Victor Crowley. He's like, oh, you gotta go. You gotta get the fuck uh, out. Well, he, yeah, he learns her last name. He's like, I wanted to have sex with Halloween Four Girl, but now yeah. I need to get the fuck out. Yeah, yeah, you gotta get the fuck out of here. Yeah, so yeah. he kicks her out, and then. Fucking Victor Crowley kicks down his door and he's like, I told her to leave. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many times in your life, you know, you have a girl over and you're like, what was your name? And you're like, fuck, I can't have you here. <laughs> Too many times. Never. Never? never. That's never happened? Not, no. No, not yet. Uh, what's your Sturgeon? last name? Oh, God, you gotta go. Uh, you gotta go. You gotta go. I know that guy. And we're related. <laughs> he's gonna karate my fucking front door and get me. You gotta leave. <laughs> this one, this one uh, Tony Todd has a bigger role in. 
Well, yeah. So this is like really focused on Reverend Zombie. This is Tony Todd's movie in a way. It is. It's before like the Mary Beth character really fully takes over the franchise. Because when she gets back into town, they get this idea. Instead of calling the police, we're going to gather a bunch of hunters. And Tony Todd's going to pay them to go on this, like, expedition to go kill Victor Crowley, essentially. And he's doing it because he's a selfish, like, bastard, essentially. Right. He, he knows these people are fucked. He knows everyone's going to fucking die. But he cares about his business booming. I love his little and, showpiece. He shows up and he goes, everything. Uh, like, they're all like, dude, come on, man. Put the matches away. We're gonna we're gonna go do this from how was like yeah. five thousand dollars a head or some shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, and then, and then like the hunters, which Lloyd Kaufman doesn't end up going with them, but Lloyd Kaufman's a part of this giant meeting. Yeah, it's a who's uh, who. R A, who's like from Leatherface Three. He's Leatherface Three. Yeah. yeah. So Tom I mean, Holland. Tom Holland, yeah. who plays her uncle, uh, Mary Beth or Daniel Harris's yeah. uncle in this movie. This is really start. AJ gathering, Bowen, like, I believe. AJ Bowen's there. Harry, and then, Harry Shen, and then who had previously died, so but Perry, is now back. Yeah, this so, is his brother. So the best like running joke in is Perry Shen, who's like the, the, the host on the boat, or whatever you want to call it, the tour guide in the first one, gets killed pretty much midway through the first one, just reappears in this one. He's like, yeah, that was my twin brother. And it's funny because they do mention that in the first one. It's not like they're just like throwing shit at a wall here. He mentions in the first one that I'm taking this route from my brother today. This is only my second time doing it. Yeah. So it's like they had all this shit set up for the long game. So that's cool, because a lot of movies, it's just like you make shit up. It's almost like pro wrestling, like Monday Night Raw does every week. They're just like, well, that didn't fucking work. Let's just go do this. This. I appreciate this that is... Adam had it figured out if it was going to work, because he's a fan. He knows, like, yeah. you know, and he's probably sat in his basement jerking off to fucking horror hound going, if I make movies, I'm going to make three of them. Yeah, exactly. Maybe four. Maybe four. <laughs> Maybe four. If I'm successful, we would do that. hopefully I could get the seven or eight. Yeah, because right. you want to have that franchise. Who doesn't? Uh, and it's, it's cool, because, like, none of these hunters... T- take this shit seriously they're going back to the swamp daniel harris is freaking the fuck out she's like i just watched everything that fucking happened why are we doing this in less than less than 24 hours yeah less than 24 hours adam green is in jail in this and he's in jail yeah he's been arrested he's been arrested we're done with adam green at this point he's making a lot of mistakes in his life and mardi gras we don't know what all he did besides being drunk in public but (laughs) maybe there's more to it there's more to it and you can make a short film about it it's mardi gras anything can happen yeah uh, so this one progresses that they're they're hunting, they're trying to find, they're trying to find, and they're trying to get this reward that Tony Todd's Reverend Zombie's offering them, and so we go on this like weird boat ride where we kind of get your introduction to all the characters, different personalities and stuff. AJ Bowen's just trying to bang his ex. That's what. Yeah, all. he's trying not to. Wink, trying wink. not to. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I can't think of that the one character, the black dude, the big dude who I loved in that movie. He's fucking great. I can't think of the actor's name. But he walks up to Tony Todd's character on the boat, and he's like, voodoo. Oh, I love that scene. It's it's such a good scene. Colton Dunn is amazing. That dude's fucking brilliant. Yeah, he's he's actually on, like, an NBC show now, Superstore. He's one of the few, like, in a horror movie, in horror history, like, slashers that I've been like, I don't want that guy to die. No. Like, I'm going to be genuinely upset when that dude fucking but dies. But knowing how these movies go. Oh, he, yeah, His death is glorious. You knew he was fucked. Yeah. And he, yeah, he gets, like, a the saw, right? It's, it's him. Yeah. It's the long chainsaw, and it goes through him, and what's his the face? The quiet like, fella. Yeah. Yeah. There's I think a, it's Tim Sullivan, isn't it? Tim Sullivan. Is it? He's a part of, like, Adam Green. Yeah, I might Friends be. and directors. He brings in so it's... many of his like friends in these movies, dude. It's ridiculous. But they get like a giant saw shoved under their legs and lick it up. Yeah, that's probably the bit best kill in that movie. I love it. And then they they only I think they do take one of the kills from the first film and put it back in this film. But for the most part, it's I think it's the uh, what is it the band saw again? He brings yeah. up the. And oh, he, he definitely on... he definitely he definitely uses uh, the uh, the. Uh... 
Sander. The Sander, that's it. Yeah, that, that's, the band that's his thing. He just he carries a whole table saw with him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, and we find out. I mean, really, we don't have to go word for word over this movie because you guys get it. You've probably seen Hatchet. If you haven't, like I said, just fucking go watch them. Uh, but yeah, it, it just progresses. We're gonna ruin it. You find out that Uncle Tom Holland, you know, killed was part of the group that killed Victor Crowley when he was young. And the the whole thing is, is if he's killed, and this is what Tony Todd was up to the whole time, and why he wanted Mary Beth to come back to the woods and bring her uncle, was that if Tom Holland is killed by Victor Crowley, then that ends the curse. That's yeah, the curse. Is he's the, the line. He's the last one surviving it. So we get this big scene where. Tony Todd pretty much lets Tom Holland get fucking killed. Yeah, he locks him and Arthur yeah, Layoff. Yeah. And was is Derek Mears is not in this one, is he? No, no, it's the next the, one. Yeah, he shows up. But R.A. Uh, Kane Hodder told a told a fun story about that. Their fight is brutal. During their yeah, well, yeah. during their fight, he tore his he tore his uh, he tore his uh, muscles in his arm. His bicep. He or tore like, his bicep. Holy shit! While, during during that scene, but they just you know kept going. And well, that's, yeah, he's a badass. And R.A. dies in a, that's probably, that might be my favorite kill, where he, his head just literally gets split right down the middle. Not a decapitation. His head is split yeah. right down the fucking middle. Adam, just kind of slides. Adam Green said he wanted to do what he didn't get to see in American History X. He'd okay. never heard of a curb stomp before until that film. Oh, so when yeah. he made that oh, scene, yeah, he wanted it to be what he didn't it get just to see slides. in American History X. He it's, got the ultimate curb stomp on a table. It's so fucking brutal. It's brutal. And the, it, the special effect is beautiful how yeah, his head spins. Just the slide. And he has that. Uh, there's a scene. Oh, it's uh, the movie we're going to get to later, uh, Digging Up Tomorrow, when he's he has Ari's head in the background. And oh, I must have missed, totally missed that. Yeah, he's, but, so if you look at his shelf, you can see like the half of his head yeah. there. Um, a lot of these movies do 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 sort of uh, overlap. He, he kills like every well, like horror universe. Icon. Yeah, and then he kills. And then well, anyway. Well, the shirt that Joel's wearing in the first film is in all of his movies. All the movies. He's, yeah. The, the shirt itself, or the the, the smiley faces in the background on a, in, you know, like yeah. a digging up the marrow. It's all in there. It makes a return in part three for obvious reasons. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, so anyway, like perfect timing though, because Tom Holland gets fucking murdered, and then. Daniel Harris is like, that's not my real uncle. My real uncle died of leukemia. I call him my uncle. And then soon as like, it's like pro wrestling again. Perfect timing. Victor Crowley just appears like that. Like it's like, oh, that's my spot. Hit my music. I'm coming out. Like, I'm just a sexy boy. But <laughs> Victor Crowley comes out and beats the living fuck out of Tony Todd. He skins him. He rips him out of his own fucking skin. Yeah, it's the skin. most comic book cartoon shit I've ever seen. It's gross. It's Predator Part fuck. 2. It's, it's like, awesome. <laughs> it's like Predator and Hellraiser together for Tony Todd's death. That's a great death. And it's one of those, like, I was at, so, oh yeah, just going back a little bit. I went to the movies to see this one. So when it was released, it was Wow, because that, like, list yeah. lasted a week so, yeah. in the theater. It was a limited release. There's a whole story behind New, this thing. Newport, Kentucky had it. Like, that theater's on Newport on the levee. So it's like. If you're in Louisville, Cincinnati, it's almost a two-hour drive. But I was like, I want to fucking see this movie. And when fucking Reverend Zombie gets killed, everybody went fucking nuts for that. Like, that was the scene that, like, really the audience, like, popped for. Yeah. And I was super stoked that I got to see it in the movies because it was pulled. There was that bullshit with AMC. I don't know exactly what happened. Dark Sky, who took over the distributing rights, tried to get it to the widest uh, release that they could for an uncut film. It never happened since Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Yep. And they couldn't, and everything just fell apart. They couldn't get a Canadian release. They couldn't get it released in other places. Yep. And then the U.S. market let it, let it last for a week and just pulled it, regardless of how well it was yep. done or not. And it was, Adam Green took it personally because he had something to do with the MPAA. He had to go to war with them. And he was like, I'm not cutting my movie. They're mm-hmm. like, 
well, then, you know, we're going to put restrictions on it. And it's like, and he's always felt like a marked man ever since that. Yeah, I remember an interview with him where he talks about how, like, these Hollywood movies can put in the most, like, brutal, gory, awful shit. And the MPAA is like, okay, that's, you know, rated R. But he's like, you do, like, a decapitation in an indie film, and it's NC-17. Right. Even, and it's kind of, even it's like it's a double so standard. over the top. I mean, you can get yeah. you can get away with, like, real-life violence. And I hate to go back to Hannibal, but, like, no. look at Holy fucking Hannibal fuck. on TV. Yeah. Right. And look what they get away with, but what Adam Green can get get, get away with. I mean, it was in the, like it was in the theater standard. for one weekend, like yeah. less than a weekend. And yeah. it's so over the top, you can't put any kind of emotional value to it. Like, oh, this really hurt me. I'm like, no, it's I'm cartoony. ripping people's heads in half, and it's like almost like bunny music in the background. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Show me where you were hurt by Bill Sanders. Right. Yeah. And the other thing is, he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't do like what a lot of horror movies do. He doesn't do like a lot of like unnecessary violence against women and shit like that. There's no there's none of those awkward scenes like that. I mean, right. women get killed, but there's nothing like that's you know what other horror films do or like absolutely. And there's like big Hollywood movies that do this shit, and they're like, ah, that's that's rated R. But this one has a guy getting his head cut off or you know his head kicked across the table. That's that's bad. I've seen Schwarzenegger movies more violent than most films out there. Right. Look at the last ten minutes of Commando. Yeah, but it's right. o- it's okay because it's a high budget Hollywood. It's film. an action film yeah. for the army and, people. And I think that was his argument with it too. That pisses him off so much is that you can name probably a hundred movies that came out in that five years of Hatchet that are just as violent, if not worse, and that have like way more like realistic scenes. Look at all these war movies and shit that come out where people are getting bullets straight through their fucking head. Yeah, and I think that, that's what he was trying to do. He was equating his movie to like a, something that was way more yeah. serious. And Saving Private Ryan was way more gory than yeah. Hatchet. Yeah, right. the fucking morning news is more gory most of the time. They're always showing me fucking car pileups and shit and giving me warnings like this is gonna be graphic, and it's like boom, corpse. Like, yeah. oh, thanks guys. Yeah. And it's happened but, to other directors down the line, and he's he feels like he's part of that crew now. He's like, I feel like uh, every time I make a movie, they're like, oh. They're it's a Wes Craven boy. We got to watch this guy. It's like, really? They're going to cut my film. Yeah, that's what they do all yeah. the time. They cut it up, and then you get the producer's cuts and the director's cuts. Luckily, that hasn't happened yet. We still get the real. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to have like getting, a legendary. We're getting, we're getting the unrated cuts. If you buy. He's stuck to his guns. Yeah if, yeah, if you buy the DVDs, which you can go to his website, rscope.com, and yeah. you can get the actual uncut DVDs if you can't find them somewhere. But just buy them from him because every time yeah. you buy from his website, yeah. he gets the money. And he signs them and for it, you. Yeah, yeah, and he'll sign them for you. But. The only way, like I know on Amazon, it does say that they're. It says that they're unrated, but they're not. They're yeah. not the actual unrated versions. They are dumbed down from. They oh are censored, wow. They are censored a bit from what you'll see on the DVD. But anyway, speaking of blood, at the end of this movie, old Danielle uh, Harris oh my shows God, up covered just... in blood. <laughs> yeah, she uh, she fucking goes batty at the end. There, yeah, she, she really fucks him up. She's just. It's just the sound of punching mush. Ugh. It's like what you want to see in slasher films when they get to the final person. You're like, that dude's fucking dead. It yeah. sounds like she's punching a bowl of mayonnaise. Right. Well, she it's... annihilates him and then walks away. Yeah, she blows she, his and head off, too, and, and then oh, takes yeah. his fucking scalp. Yeah. Yeah, and then she walks back to town, and that's where that's where the, that actually, the movie ends. Yeah it, yeah, it it ends there, and then the next one, she gets back to town and goes straight to the fucking police. It starts right yeah. as the yeah. last film ended. Yeah. yeah. I love that still Adam Green's in jail again yep Adam's in jail and, and different director lo- by the way and I, what I love about part three yes. though is who was the who was the DP on the first two films yep. um, actually the first film and then like I think he took over the reins in the second or no, maybe it's this one so Adam Green directed one and two and yeah. this one is the DP of the first two films and you can tell stylistically it's a different yeah. totally different film and I like that they kind of followed up with like okay fuck it this time I'm going to the cops 
Yeah. And she totally looks like Evil Dead Ash. I mean, even the shirt color, the pants, covered in fucking blood. She has the shotgun. Looking like a badass. <laughs> Walks into the police precinct, which is Zach, like, Gilligan, Galligan Zach is the Gallagher. sheriff or whatever. Gremlins. Gil- yeah, yeah. Gremlin. Oh, Gremlin Zach is there. And they're instantly like, okay, she probably murdered people. Let's put her behind a fucking yeah. jail cell. Gulliger's wife is, 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 uh, is the deputy in there, too. Yeah. The, from the feast sure. films, yeah. It, it's crazy how many people. This one really brings out like a fuck ton of people. Yeah, this is the one where Derek Mears is in it. Yeah. Yep, Derek Mears is in it. And keep in mind that in this one, uh, Perry Shin. <laughs> Perry Shin is somebody else because oh wait, we forgot to mention. Perry he Shin died dies again. again. <laughs> Perry Shin dies again. You th- so in part two, they kind of make you feel like he's oh, he's gonna survive this one. They're not gonna kill that motherfucker twice. They killed that motherfucker twice. They did, and they bring him back. They bring him back. He's like Victor. He's the Victor Crowley of the Victor Crowley movies. So, so this this one's a little bit different because she's arrested and they're like, oh. okay. First, there's the Guar theme song, guys. That's yeah, skipping over some of the best shit. So right. yeah, the, the best thing. Yeah, so, turn aside. That's one of my favorite things with their openings with these is that these three movies in a row that he opens with like kind of like this metal like in your face crazy imagery with music playing it's like his way of making music videos when music yeah. videos are dead and at this point he was doing Halston with Dave Brocky so that's great yeah. we'll, we'll get to that after we sum up the hatchet movies here but this this one's probably this is not my favorite but I love the cast in this one I, I love that they bring in Caroline Williams who's She's a fucking <laughs> She's such a fucking piece of shit. Aggressive, like, bitch in the whole movie. I and wish they would have called her Stretch. Best. Yeah. <laughs> She's played Stretch three times. I mean, do it four. I love that, like, nobody wants to go back to these fucking woods besides, like, the SWAT team and the paramedics that are already there, already all getting fucking annihilated. Yeah. Roach from People Under the Stairs. Yeah. Sean Whalen. Yeah, yeah Sean Whalen's yeah. there, you know, yeah, examining bodies. They and go, they go out, cast. Yeah, they go out there to be like, well, let's go check it out. And then just like, oh, we found a piece of a dead body. Holy shit. And they're finding all these dead bodies. They're like, we need to get out of here. Yeah, and keep in mind, they're finding the dead bodies from the first two movies. So there's a lot of it's fucking a, dead so bodies. Many. They call in backup. This has been like a day and a half at this point. Yeah. Right. They call in backup. Backup gets wiped out. Yeah, and then, they, then Zach Galligan's like, well, let's go check it out. And then yeah. and then they're trying to leave, and then yeah. fucking uh, Derek Mears shows up. It's like, yeah. nobody's leaving. Nobody's well, yeah. leaving. And Daniel Harris singing the blues. Mary Beth is supposed to be stuck behind a jail cell, but Caroline Williams just shows up, and she's like, you got to let her out. We're going back to those woods. you got to go take responsibility because you got to go. And then, like, the deputy hears, like, a call that everybody's getting killed, and he's like, yeah, okay, let's do that. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, no, I'll be like, fuck we'll you, Caroline Williams. Fuck you. No. And they fuck have, you, they, they have to go because – they have to go meet no. Sid Haig for this. And Sid Haig plays the most piece of shit person he, he's ever He's put. fucking Captain Spaulding. He has he, like, he, what the fuck? He played a white man that's done a lot of black exploitation films in yes. his life because he was on point with that racist hillbilly oh in the woods gosh. character. Man. I forgot about that until I rewatched it. I was like, holy shit, he's Captain Spaulding. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, in this one, it's uh, a lot more guns. A lot um, more guns. A lot a lot more um, uh, belt sander. Derek Mears playing a total dick when he's the nicest dude in yes. the whole fucking universe. We covered that in another episode. He is the sweetest motherfucker yeah, ever. Yeah, but he gets, he gets fucking annihilated in this one. Yeah, see, I thought <laughs> he was... a great comeback. It's I a thought, great comeuppance. I thought he was going to get, the, like, a big fight like R.A. did. I thought it was going to be like that. No, nope, Derek Mears just gets fucked up. I wonder, if that, I wonder if that was Kane Hodder. Like, no. That was originally written that we're going to have this big fight, and Kane's like, no. Yeah, you're, that you're, not, you're not Jason. Yeah. You're not Jason. I'm he just Jason. takes him out. But, cool uh, Jason on Jason. Well, much like the uh, the Rob Zombie films that Kane's a part of, he's the he's the, uh, he's, the he's in charge of all the choreography, stunt choreography, and all that. So Kane got to kill Freddy Krueger, Candyman, 
and Jason Voorhees yeah. and Leatherface. I think he knows what he's doing. Yeah. I think that's a whole thing. Yeah, you know? it is. That's like Triple H booking, going back to wrestling. That's like, <laughs> right. I'm going over, and motherfuckers. He, and then he kills <laughs> Jason. So technically, he's like saying, I'm yeah. on top of that too, by the way. Yeah. This is the new guy. But he can't take out the little fucking clown girl from Halloween. <laughs> well. <laughs> well. Well. At the end of this movie. He doesn't. She, she, was, she was toast. Spoiler. Hey, she's not. I know. We. I know. Uh, I've seen the last movie. I know. Spoiler: She's not toast, motherfuckers. <laughs> but you know that that at the end of this one, you're like, oh, she's dead because you, you know without going into everything. Oh, but we have to talk about without going into everything. She's dead. We, we have to talk about Perry Shin again because if you listen to us, we spoil everything. Yeah, because Perry Shin is with Zach Galligan and uh, he's a paramedic. Yeah, he's a, he, no. He, he, he shows wait. up as a paramedic. Yeah, he shows up as a paramedic, but he's with totally he's with Zach Galligan and uh, who was the other Sean character? Wayland. Sean. Oh, they, okay. Yeah. They they were all, Roach. Yeah, they were they were in the. Uh, They're like in the second they, wave. That they, gets they, yeah, they were they were in the paramedics. They make uh, a boat. joke when Perry Shin shows up because he's a completely different character, no relation to these other two characters. Uh, they make a joke at like as soon as he comes on scene because there's the body of Perry Shan there and they go, this guy looks like you and he's uh, like, you racist. <laughs> we all look alike. Oh, we all look alike. Oh, all look alike. And he uses yeah. the exact same accent that he used in the very <laughs> first film. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Back to the belt sander. So they're hiding. There's a belt sander. There, there is a belt sander. Yeah, yeah. He get he. Uh, Victor Crowley takes out a fucking door with it. Yeah, he does. He just tries to get into that boat. He goes through a whole the ambulance, the, the 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 EMT, the fucking ambulance wall. I don't own hardly any tools because I watch so many horror movies. Like every time I'm like, oh, don't need that in my house because I don't want that to happen to me. I'll get depressed and sand myself. Yeah, Fuck it. I, I, I know me. But I really I enjoy. Me. I really enjoy that scene because he gets a hole through the wall and then. Uh, if somebody kills somebody, kills somebody, somebody he, dies. He, 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 no, he, uh, it was Zach, it was Zach Galligan yeah. there. Yeah, he kills Zach Galligan. Yeah, pulls him through the hole. Well, <laughs> pull, pulls an arm. No, wait, he pulls pulls somebody's arm off. Ah, shit, I don't remember. He fucking loves. I, love this. I well, love this so much. The best part about these hatchet movies too, for me, is the length of them. They're all like an hour and twenty minutes. Yeah, it's fast. You can watch the whole trilogy in the time it takes to watch fucking Lord of the Rings. I watched it on Saturday. Oh my god! Yeah, just they, on, a, on a Saturday, just fuck it. And then he gets like a really glorious death at the end of this. Victor Crowley. Well, does. this one he made this weird thing up that so Mary Beth's father's ashes. Yeah. If they're thrown on him, it causes even. No, it wasn't Mary Beth's father's ashes. It was, was his it? father's. ashes. Oh, it's just yeah, I'm stupid. Yeah, that's Kane Hodder's. Sorry, ashes I said that wrong. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's why they went to. Uh, uh, oh, Sid Hague. Yeah, Sid yeah, Hague. Yeah. Like, I'm not giving you these. Was he? N word said. Yeah. Bad. I was like, oh. You get the the fathers. He doesn't do the hard one though. He does the yeah. the other version, the the Sid Hicks safe version. Right. He does the Superfly version. I was like, the okay. Superfly, yeah. <laughs> but they throw at the ashes on Victor Crowley, and this motherfucker just melts. Right. It's the best because like while he's melting, then she grabs a fucking gun from like the fucking SWAT team gun, and then blows him the fuck up again. Yeah. Well, she's waiting for him to come back, she, and it kind yeah. of a little agonized. She's like, come on. Come on, motherfucker. Yeah. Come on, motherfucker. Let's it's like, do this shit. Just blow him to pieces, and it's like a little stump I'm left. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> and there's like a really bad Christmas tree. Yeah. And she's, Bloody Christmas tree. She gets tree. impaled on a, on a tree spike in this one, doesn't she? Before she gets to throw the ashes on him, she gets impaled on the tree spike. So it looks like it's game over for her, and then she throws the ashes, and then she fucking kills him, and then it looks like she's just going to lay there and die. And then Perry Shan is saved. Yeah. Perry Shan is saved. Perry Shan, finally, after three fucking movies he lives survives and that's what like goes right into Victor Crowley but this time it's not all the same weekend. Victor Crowley you have to talk about that though how it was made that movie was made completely in secrecy 
Yep. Nobody knew yep. about it. Uh, Adam Green was doing, I think he showed the, was showing the first Hatchet movie. It was like an anniversary or something. Yep, and then they premiered it. And he's just like, oh, yeah, I've got this surprise for you. And he showed the trailer for Victor Crowley. So all the actors. I think he actually showed Victor Crowley. <clears throat> Did he actually show them? I don't I think know. The, if he, I think the first show. Yeah, was yeah, the that's what it was. It was the, they. They came yeah. for one thing, and he was like, uh, "Guess what? It's not. Yeah, this it's, is the film." And I was always, I was surprised because I heard about it, and I was like, "I didn't think that Kane Hodder would." He, I know it's weird. I didn't think that Kane Hodder was going to come back for this one, which is strange because Kane Hodder said that making part three was the hardest thing he'd ever done in film. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. You think that kind of statement older. from Kane Hodder. Think about that. The man's been on fire. Well, that's probably. Really? Yeah, but his body's probably starting to turn against him a little and bit. And then Victor Crowley. And I'm like, well, this is fucking amazing. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and this movie was a surprise for a lot of people. And, you know, you add some new people in it. You have uh, Felissa Rose is in this one. Yeah. Underused, yeah. I think. Tiffany Shepis. Um, yeah, so they went with like kind of the more he's used so many icons. He went with more of the underground icons. Tiffany Shepes is in probably two hundred fucking movies. You've seen her. You probably we don't know her name. Yeah. We know her, but she's just like she's a scream queen, right? And she she's takes a, the the money in the Night of the Demons remake. She's small roles that we yeah, all know. She did like uh, one of those uh, Showtime. What was it like? Uh, what was those Showtime shows called? I can't fucking remember. It was like one hour hard. Masters of Horror. She's yeah, in yeah. Nightmare Man. That's the one she's. Yeah. I mean, we've seen her in other films, shit. but the, the the masses would know her. Very small roles. Very small roles. She just kind of pops up here and there. And who knows Felicia Rose besides us and the people who are listening yeah, to the podcast? Yeah, Sleepaway Camp fans. And, you know, and this one is just. So that we don't get, like, the crazy opening in this one. So you don't get, like, the metal music and all that shit in this one. You get, like, uh, this couple, this gross, obnoxious, snotty fucking couple. Gets murdered at the beginning, and you get a Tyler Maine cameo. Tyler Maine's in it, yeah. Tyler Maine, so you get to kill Michael Myers. Yeah, there you go. I know. Check him off the fucking list. Yeah. yeah, so he takes out he takes out Tyler Maine, and then he kills like this couple that just got engaged, which is a super gross scene because when he proposes to her, this girl just starts like snot and makeup starts running everywhere. <laughs> and she tries to kiss him, and it's like the snottiest. Like, it's funny because like we're talking about people getting decapitated, and we're like, that's fine. But I'm like, oh, there's snot on her face. It's fucking gross. <laughs> it's so over the top. It's great. It's so over. Yeah, it's very trauma like, actually, just how over the top and gross it is. But then we go right into this talk show called like Windy Something, which is obviously a shot at all the daytime television, like snobby ass shows with these women just going, like, actually, girls, this is how shit works. <laughs> and she has, she has Perry Shane come on there, yeah. and he's like, you know, he's promoting his book. He's promoting his book, I, I Survivor, Survivor, which I mentioned in the last episode or two episodes ago. It's an actual book. They released a fucking book, which re- you can also buy which off you Adam can buy Green's off Adam Green's website, website or at your local bookstore. Plug that makes the these murders, these three movies, seem like a real thing. It's written out like it's like a documentary style piece, a bio thing of Perry Shane's character and where he survived. But now he's on his talk show to discuss it, and everyone's like, we think you murdered those people. That's the whole thing. We definitely think you murdered them. Yeah. Sounds like you're making that up. From there, that's when we get Felissa Rose's introduction. Yeah, she's, yeah. she is the uh, she is his PR agent. And uh, so the, this one is about there's a group of people. They want to make a Victor Crowley movie. That's group A, yes. <laughs> that's I group A. It. And, they, and they, they, they're going to go meet Perry Shin. When at his book signing, the best part about it is a girl comes up. She's like, will you sign my tits? And she, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And this guy just walks up. He's like, sign my dick. And if you saw it in the movies or the unrated one. <laughs> yeah, he just fucking whips out table. his dick. He's like, sign my dick. Sign my dick, man. <laughs> and 
Yeah, which probably really happened to Adam Green. I, I just it's feel like that's true. probably something that really happened. It's to just, him. it's just, it's just, it's just funny because he shows the, the drastic how how he how he reacted. The girl's like, "Sign my tits." He's like, "Oh yeah, sure." And then the guy was like, "Come on, man, why don't you sign my dick? What do you you don't like yeah. gay people or something?" <laughs> like he makes he makes some he makes some reference like that, but then Felicia Rose comes over and just fucking shuts it down, like swats his dick away. Yeah, and then they they cancel the signing before the fanboys get to go up and ask him to be in their movie, and it was kind of a interesting thing with the signing because you had the sign my tits sign my dick but you also had the people that love him and the people that were like trying to crucify him, saying he's a murderer and shit there so i was like i'm like that's interesting because that's probably what would happen to somebody that, oh yeah that's probably like what an oj book signing looks like oh <laughs> lord not anymore i, I think that's what they were going with at that time uh but yeah so what happens is group a the filmmaking crew decides they want to go to the swamp because they want to get some footage for their trailer uh and then group b which is perry shan's group it's his ex, who's that talk show host, wants to take him back to the swamp and talk to him there. Felissa Rose talks him into it because she tells him he's going to get paid like a million dollars. Million dollars, that's it. right. Would you go back for a million dollars? Total, okay. Total horseshit. So you're total introduced bullshit. to this. I would have believed it. I yeah. totally believed it. And once again, this movie's like an hour and 13 minutes, so it moves like really fucking fast. They're instantly on a plane to go to the swamp. That's where you're introduced to Tiffany Sheepess's character. Felissa Rose is on the plane just pill-popping like a motherfucker, which is probably a little bit like real life. And oh, then, she's <laughs> such a sweetheart. I, mean, I love Liz. I, I love making, her. I just like making jokes about fucking everybody. Uh, then we're, you we're all the, trash. Yeah, the, the guy from the Practical Jokers. Practical Jokers is, is on yeah. there, who is, turns out to be like a big Adam Green fan. I guess they're buddies from all this shit now. And he's even He showed Victor Crowley on the Impractical Jokers cruise thing, which is kind of weird. I don't know if there's a lot of crossover there. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> He's trying to expose them to new people. Probably just enough to show the movie. Yeah, but the... Group A and Group B sort of collide because Group A plays a fucking ancient incantation over the fucking yeah. over their fucking phone. So and... they're doing a swamp tour. It's a bad idea. And there's a guy that wants to be an actor, but now he's just like a tour host. And he's, he's a great character. I can't think of his name, but he, he looks like, like the neighbor from Married with Children. What the fuck is that dude? Which guy? The guy, the guy that's the Swamp Tour guy. Oh, that's that's uh, David Sheridan. David that's Sheridan. Dewey. That's Dewey from Scary Movie. Is that really? Yeah. Same guy. Yeah, the, he and Felicia Rose are doing all kinds of like appearances together. Oh, man. I hate his gimmick, though. I hate how he goes around in that character. Like, Doofy or whatever. Yeah. Doing? yeah. He's also in Wolf Cop, which I love that movie. Yeah, I just hate that he goes around doing that character all the time. I'm like, just fucking let it die, man. Just be yourself. But uh, Laura Ortiz, who is also... In Holliston. Yeah, he's in Holliston. She was in Holliston, but she was actually in the first Hatchet movie. When they watch the guys, when they watch the, the uh, Girls oh, Gone the Wild. Oh, the video, yeah. She's yeah, on the Girls Gone Wild. Yeah, yeah, she's got she's in parts it. in so many of his things. Yeah. So she's actually a I think they watch character. that in Hatchet 2, though. I think it's Hatchet 2. Oh, maybe it was Hatchet 2, yeah. It's Hatchet 2 so when she comes she's up. She's a reoccurring character. Yeah, she is in a lot of his little things that he likes to do. He, she, yeah. he sticks her in there, so it's great. But essentially, yeah. Rose from Hills Have Eyes remake. And I can't remember how many <laughs> years after the murders this is. It has to be some time after, because at this point, like, it's a tourist attraction where he's showing them, like, oh, this was the, this is, was his house. And they even had, like, the little soul setting there and shit. Like, so I thought that was weird. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, they had, props, like, the little, the little, little props everywhere. Yeah. And then they just got blown up in the last movie. Yeah. And well, eventually they play some kind of fucking voodoo curse that right. brings him back. And the fucking that was plane thing. goes down. Oh, yeah. And then right then the plane goes down. <laughs> oh. That plane crash scene. It's fucking Joe cool. Lynch, Joe Lynch, and Adam, and, and Adam Green are the pilots. Yeah, and Joe somebody. Lynch does the, uh, does the does the horrible pilot thing. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. If you don't know who Joe Lynch is, he is one of the most prolific filmmakers of this crew of, of friends of Adam Green. He's done so many things besides, besides working with Adam Green uh-huh. and helping along with the shows and the movies and all the all their side projects. He's he's fucking amazing, and so it's great to see him 
you know, in an acting role besides what I've seen him like with with Holliston or whatever. But yeah. Yeah. And this this one was just a lot of fun because you have everyone questioning Perry Shan's character, saying like, he's a murderer and shit. Up until like the moment this plane goes down, he's still being accused of being yeah. like a murderer. Everyone died. Like half the plane crew dies instantly. So that was a, another weird thing because you're like, how are these people going to get killed? And it's like, nope. One guy gets like sucked out the fucking window. Another girl gets buried. Tiffany Sheepbest gets buried under a seat where she's just drowning. She's just drowning the whole time, which is very dramatic for the, for this movie. It's yeah. just like, oh, this one, this one's sad because they, you find out she's pregnant. She's too. pregnant. They I put know. This little love story double in. kill body count. What the fuck? Yeah, it's fucked up because you know four. she's not going to live. Tiffany well, Sheepbest never lives. He's so. always up in the body count. If you watch these movies, you know what he's trying to do. It's like I think I think part three he like tripled it. Yeah, and it gets more graphic. I mean, this one, I think the main kill that people took away from that and talk about is like, Melissa <laughs> Rose. We know we're going Run away. She's, she's fucking pilled up and ready to pilled go. Pilled up and ready to go. And she takes a, a cell phone, cell phone up call. the yeah. cooch yeah, it goes, goes out well, the mouth. It, it, was, it was her arm yeah. holding the phone, goes up through her and out of her mouth. And fun fact. It's the best kill in the movie, the, in my opinion. <clears throat> it is. It's the most memorable one. But uh, Adam Green always slips his friend's name into into all of his movies. Now, I can't remember the name. Damn it, but, Dave. But the guy's name and picture is on that phone. Oh, my God. So he actually put the guy's real picture on in the movie, and he told a story about it once. He's like, he's like he told him, he's like, why did you do that? Why are you doing this to That's me? fucking great. So that that's a that's a fun little tidbit. But yeah. the thing is, is th- this movie is, is, is just as fun. Um, but you know, there's there's so much there's so much to it. That you just have to see. If and you it's haven't more seen of a comedy. it, yeah. Uh, Joe Bob did a episode about it this 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 last yeah, season yeah. on the last drive on. And Adam Green comes on there. <laughs> so, if you want to watch the Hatchet movies, because we've got to move on to some of some of yeah. his other stuff, just buy them. Buy them from his website. He will sign them. They're great. They're worth owning. It's a good Saturday. Yeah, yeah. and, and from- I got to see that one at the movies too. Oh, which is really wow. cool. I went to Full Moon Nashville, and it's where Adam Green showed it when he was doing the whole tour thing. Because this is one he toured with. He toured with Victor Crowley, did a bunch of conventions, and showed it at different theaters. And it was really cool. After what he went through from part three, I'm sure he was like, fuck this roadshow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're full, doing it. Full Moon was super small that year, so I got to talk quite a bit with Adam at that time. But uh, we went to this place owned by uh, Ben Dixon. He has a tattoo shop and a movie theater and a haunt. It's all connected. It's just one big, huge like warehouse building. So you got to go through the haunt and then got to go see Victor Crowley. It was fucking awesome. That's amazing. And I got to see it with, like, uh, Kane Hodder was there, Adam Green was there. So it was a really cool experience. And you got to see it with people that, like, gave a fuck about this movie. So everybody was, like, clapping and popping. Yeah, it's, you it's, the, get it's that the audience you want to yeah. see your fucking movie. Where do you want to go from here? The, He's the, got a huge... Well, let's, let's go to his next big feature film. I mean, like I said, Spiral, and we got Grace, but Frozen. Frozen, Frozen. people love. I am. And we're not talking about the one, the Disney movie, which is great because... Oh, that's the one I rewatched. Fuck. Oh, shit. It's great because Frozen I'll was right trending. <laughs> Frozen was trending not too long, like a, a couple weeks oh, ago. Oh, was it? And uh, I bet people were like, what the fuck? Like, Frozen's on Hulu. Not the Frozen you're thinking about. Uh, but this movie is 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 it, it, it's it's a horror film, but it's not like a traditional. It's not a slasher film. It's no, very, it's, his, it's, a, tra- it's his version. It's his attempt at making a, just a regular horror film that doesn't have yeah. anything really iconic about. Kind of like Jaws on a situational horror film. Yeah, like exactly. it's like it's that like you know there's not a high body count. It's just more of like let's make you terrified of this situation. Right. It's about right. a, it's about a group of people. They go to they go to a ski resort and. Instead of buying lift tickets, they're just like, hey, we're going to get this yeah. guy to let us go up yeah. on the lift. And they do it, 
and then go back down. Like, well, we was it Reverend to Zombie? Oh, it wasn't Reverend <laughs> Zombie. It was just some dude. No, it's a guy that's actually uh, killed in part two. He's yeah. one of the hunters from part two. <laughs> and apparently, his whole job with Al Green movies is to stand around and smoke cigarettes. Okay. <laughs> that's what he that's does in great. like both movies. Yeah. But in this one, but in this, he gets he he lets him up to he lets him up their second time because they're like, oh, well, they're closing. But he's like, I don't know. But the girl, the group, they they sort of sweet talk him into it. They and sacrifice their girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they don't much. know that dude, and they're just like, "No, go show your tits. Go do that." Pretty it's just much. A, so know, he sets he, sa- he sets them up, and he's like, "All right, well, he tells the guy he somebody comes to relieve him. He's like, oh, there's one more coming down. Well, somebody else comes down, and the guy's like, "All right, that's it.' And they just fucking shut it, off. Shut it down. Yeah. And now you got a movie about." people that are stuck on a ski stuck lift on a, ski lift. On a yeah. Sunday. And keep in mind, uh, Adam, Adam Green got this idea by watching the news. He just saw like a news story about like some ski park and getting stuck for just a moment. And he just, that hit him. He's like, oh, that, that could be like a fucking movie. And, and this movie is referenced in Hatchet too. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, they do reference it in Hatchet there, too. There was a, it was a news story on, on TV in, about, in Hatchet too. Yeah. But, but he didn't know he was making this film and he didn't know he was going to be directing any of the other Hatchet films ever yeah. because he was putting so much time into this yeah. and another film we're going to bring up which is Digging in the Morrow which took four years to make the, where they film at so they get stuck it's just going to get stuck and now when they were actually like looking for spots to film he was riding Adam Green was riding the ski lift and he said I think right here would be good and it got jammed right when he said that and that's when they decided like hey we got a fucking yeah. film Right there. And I haven't. F- I would have probably shit my pants if I was him at that point. I was I'd be say, like, this is bad if destiny. You've ever been on a, a midnight, like, ski uh, event like I have? It's terrifying. It's just blackness. You can't see down. Yeah. Nobody can see you up there. Yeah. I've been in that situation, but not in that situation. Yeah, and like, people also. That's terrifying. They to me. also thought this area was haunted because someone, one year before this was filmed, someone killed themselves up there. Holy shit. So there was this whole thing going on set that this is a haunted area. Then the thing stops right where he wants to fucking film at. Like, it's just a whole bunch of weird shit was happening Perfect. on set. Uh, and I, I get it. Like, a lot of people don't like it. And what you've mentioned is they do make a lot of dumb decisions. I'm really big on movies that make people fear doing things. And this, did, like, I watched this with Jax, my son, two weeks ago. And he's absolutely never wants to go skiing in his whole life. Holy shit. And I, and what did you do? That always reminds me of like when I watched Jaws and I didn't want to like <laughs> jump in a fucking lake. <laughs> oh, yeah, or in a swimming pool. Yeah, that was anyway, so fucking irrational bullshit I'm taking a fear. piss and I think a shark's going to get me. Yeah, <laughs> watching Jaws made me not want to take a bath of myself. So, yeah, Mom. I, I like movies dad. that do that to people. And I, I like movies <laughs> that like, I know they do dumb shit, but it puts you on the edge of your seat in a way because you're like, you motherfucker, just do this. Or why didn't you do this? Right, and, right. I think, you know, there, there's, there, there's a lot of stuff in the movie that's, that, that's like that. I mean, what gets me about the movie is they've got these big coats that zip all the way up, and they never zip them up. It's like if you're freezing, man, you've been up there for a few hours. Yeah, you zip up your coat. Yeah, and he does, I get it probably wouldn't work for film, but he, he does that to make you react. And that was one of the films that I was just like, "What the fuck, you dumb sons of bitches!" Well, and people like I didn't say it like that, sons of bitches. People make the mistake <laughs> of saying things like, "No one would ever do that." I'm like, dude. We've lived through a pandemic this now. Pandemic is Don't you a fucking lot. ever say no one would ever do that shit. Yeah, because they absolutely they will. They will 100%, not everybody, but there's enough of them that will do dumb shit to ruin everything. And yeah. that's, that's just a group of dumb people that happen to, you know, they, they seem like a stuck-up group of rich kids. And they're probably like, fuck it, we're, we do whatever we want our whole lives. Let's do this. And then they fuck themselves. And then Kane Hodder fucking ignores them. Kane Hodder, yeah. That part, like, they're just throwing a few things at a time. Yeah. It's like, no, everything. Let it all go I, at once. Yeah. Piss on the thing. That, I don't... 
that is one part where you're like, because literally like five minutes later, he decides he's going to jump. I'm like, why didn't you jump then, motherfucker? You should have just jumped in front of the car or try to jump on it. You got that snowboard? I mean, I'm talking all kinds of shit that I wouldn't do, but fuck it. I would just die, but fuck it. We're done. <laughs> like, as soon as that's stuck, it could be stuck for like two minutes. I'm like, oh, we're fucking dead. We're dead. We're oh, done. This is it. This is it. But yeah. it's, 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 it's a different kind of movie. If you haven't seen it, we're not going to go into spoiling that one. Because it, it would still, take it would take yeah. a while, but it's it's really, that one was really good. Yeah. I, I like that, that he was trying to do something different from what you would expect Adam Green. Oh, you put his name on there. It's like, oh, it's going to be another this kind of movie. He's like, no, this is a completely different kind of film. Completely. It's not a slasher. It's yeah. kind of, it's very slow pace kind of uh, they try to make you care a little more about the characters and their relationships uh, the one dude I'm not going to spoil it too much but there's a scene a lot of this movie involves fucking wolves too a lot of wolves are hanging around the ski lounge well, but, hungry. but he didn't want to use a stunt double the one dude's like I want to fucking do this and that I didn't know that one <laughs> apparently they, there was a, one moment where one of the wolves started to get it like a little out of hand and like the wrangler had to come fucking get him and this dude still did the scenes though and once again I would have been like, I'm just going to die. Yeah. Fuck it. We're eating Dave. We're eating to you, Dave. Oh, shit. <laughs> or just sacrifice you so we can go run. Oh. I, I would be pretty worthless in these situations. But it does have, like, you know, some cool special effects with the kills and things like that. Uh, some, like, body, you know, bones that break and shit make you cringe. Because that's one thing that always gets me in movies. Is broken like, bones bro- through skin. Bro- broken bones fuck yeah. me up, man. And he's really good about putting the right special effect to yeah. any of the violence he puts in his movies. Yeah, no, I, I like Frozen. I, I get why some people don't, and especially if you're just a fan of Hatchet, and you go on the Frozen thinking there's gonna be it's gonna be Hatchet on ice. <laughs> it's not, and it's not a Disney movie. Yeah, and during this time he did he did some producing on Grace. Uh, he was part of the Chillerama uh, anthology film that's a drive-in, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, all get, of that. You get werebears, you get giant cum. Yeah, you get. And Frankenstein. Wadzilla's my favorite story. Yeah, Wadzilla. Yeah. Like, it's just a weird, weird fucking movie. I didn't appreciate it too much when I first saw it, and now it's like one of my favorites that I always go back to. Because yeah. it is like really over the top, and you got to be in a certain mood to watch like how fucking crazy a lot of this is. The Werebear shit apparently caused all kinds of controversy, and they actually had like a, a musical, but it got shut down, and all this weird shit. eBay took their soundtrack took their off. Took their soundtrack yeah. off. Like, yeah. all kinds of... They said fucking... it should be in the pornographic section. Why? <laughs> well, because the actor in that scene, in that he's the star of that one short, is actually a pornographic actor at the time. Well, actually, I think he'd stopped doing porn, and now he's back into everyone, it. He has a whole website and everything. does porn. Yeah, I mean... OnlyFans.com. Pan- this Club. pandemic? Come on. <laughs> Send me your OnlyFans links. So... So, other movies, uh, Digging Up the Marrow. I said Morrow earlier because I'm thinking of Vic Morrow, but yeah, Digging Up the Marrow. Yeah. Uh, that's like a nerdgasm. This is your favorite, right? It, of the Adam Green films, it really is. It's uh, it, Ray Weiss comes back. Yeah, we love Ray Weiss. Uh, and he has a story where he, he thinks that they, there are monsters that live under the ground and they're all and the, the world is connected through tunnels, and that's how these monsters move. So, he contacts Adam Green, the actual Adam Green. He's Adam. playing himself. Exactly. Yeah. And he, he, he convinces him because he's like, I've never gone to anybody else to, to, you know, to my store. They won't, you know, nobody knows this, and it's all a lie. Yeah. So, they get out there, and they want to do it. This movie took, like, four years to make in little bits and parts, and that's that, that's the most fascinating thing about it. It's more of a nerd uh, yeah. gasm for me, as I, I said, because it's not necessarily the movie's fantastic. There's a lot of pandering but, to the horror convention crowd in it. Totally. Because you got the originally... So Adam Green's character is originally setting out to make a doc documentary about horror art, like the artists in the horror industry. So it's always like it starts with like, oh shit, 
I lost my train of thought. Sorry, guys. No, it starts with him interviewing all these guys that do yeah. like art and shit that we see at every fucking convention. Yeah. And then, of course, it has that quote from Odorous, which is like really sad because he's like, yeah. I'm going to live a monster, and when I'm dead, I'm going to be a monster. Or whatever. And that was it's his, like, last, and it's his, his last, last appearance on film. Yeah, so it's like a weird quote that's just there. It's Yeah, but, uh, but he decided to leave it in because he's just like, well, that, that's fine. Well, yeah, and he had like, I mean, he had to leave in his ex-wife and all kinds of shit happened yeah. to him during this time, which sucks, man, but... He was going through some shit, He was man. going through the fucking ringer while putting together a fucking great movie starring Ray Wise, who wasn't in a great movie before this because he was in Swamp Thing. But, oh, Swamp Thing, yeah. RoboCop, Dead End, Chillerama. I know, no, he's in tons of great <laughs> shit. I mean, I'm a Twin Peaks fanboy. I can't fucking this, talk This yeah. is another movie that you can find. I'm pretty sure it's streaming on it's Prime or something. Yeah. But, you know, it's it without going too far into it, because that's a lot to explain in this movie, but the effects are really cool. It's, it's the, a fantastic The monsters film. look cool. It's it's got a it's got a good vibe to it. It's it's creepy. Um, yeah. I know we're running low on time, but well, I love I, mockumentaries, anyways. It, right, right. Yeah, and you know, I, if you haven't seen it, I don't want to spoil it because the last fifteen minutes are pretty wild. Just keep in mind, like Ray Wise is preaching that these monsters really exist. Everybody's questioning it. No one believes it, and everyone thinks it's a hoax. And then the last fifteen minutes, kind of all the all the truth comes out. But the most unrealistic thing about this movie is there's a scene at a convention where it's Mick Garris, Tom Tom Holland, (laughs) and Adam Green all talking, and not one person interrupts that conversation. Yeah, not one nerd goes, oh, I'll be right back. Dude, that conversation would not be able to happen on a convention floor. Every nerd in the fucking world would be like, can I get a picture of all three of you right now? Can I do that? Come on, just right now. Can we do that? Can we do that? Oh, I would. And then also, everyone would just be staring, waiting for their turn, hoping someone makes eye contact with them. like, I don't know why you guys do that. If you go to conventions, quit fucking doing that. Every time I see a celeb out in the wild, go pee. every person's just like, do you see who that is? That's Kane Hodder. That's Kane Hodder. I'm like, yeah, I know. He's on the fucking flyer for the show. He has to take a shit. I might know who he is. Yeah. Did you think he just stays behind this table forever? Like, they're like, this is the time to meet him. I'm like, I'm pretty sure the time to meet him would have been when he was like behind that table doing meet and greets. Yeah. But that, that's like, so like, that was the thing that took me out of the element. Of that Unless movie, they're though. at a party, leave him a fucking alone. Yeah, exactly. Like when they're in their personal time. Well, they try to be weird either no. way. But during this time, I mean, like I said, I don't want to ruin this movie. It's really good. You may fucking hate it if you're not into, like, these weird found footage documentary-style movies. But it's one of my favorite Adam Green films. And then he did Holliston. Holliston. Yeah, I was going to say, let's end this episode on Hall- Holliston. we got to talk about it. It's a sitcom. Yeah, it's so... It's a sitcom with Adam Green and Joel Lynch starring those two guys. Yeah, so Adam Green and Joel Lynch, they do a podcast together called The Movie Crypt, which is still around. It's fantastic. It's better than what we do. You guys should totally listen to it. Absolutely. But the, now they have this show called Holliston, which ran on FearNet, which doesn't exist any longer. It ran for two seasons, maybe, what, 21, 17, 22 episodes? 17 episodes, two seasons. 17 episodes and a Christmas special? A Christmas special, yep. yeah. It, it's really It's just a horror sitcom starring uh, Joe Lynch, Adam Green... And uh, odorous. odorous. Every, everyone is their name. Everyone is. Everyone is D. Snyder. <laughs> Laura, Laura Ortiz is in it. Laura Ortiz. Yeah. Uh, you have Corey English and like I said, D. Snyder's Lance Rocket. Lance Rocket. Oh, he, I love he that. He's their boss at, at on their a public job. access television it's, show. He's, he's amazing in it. And then Odorous is uh, his his uh, imaginary, imaginary friend. friend that lives in his closet and gives him pep talks. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> yeah, and, and finally, the show's been a little bit resurrected. I think it's on Shutter now. It is right? on Shutter. So. And here's the thing, uh, Fearnet technically still owns it, and Adam Green has been <laughs> Adam Adam Green has been harping and harping about trying to get somebody to make another season. So if you have Shutter and you watch it and you like it, 
send something to Shutter. Yeah. Tell them, hey, I can't I like believe this. they haven't picked it up. Well, they, yeah. they they've got it on there, and I've watched it myself on there. Um, and it's it, it's it's a great show. It's it's fun. It's uh, super over the top. It's yeah. it's over the top. The, well, it's, the, it's slightly based on the true story of him uh, when he worked on like uh, commercials for TNT. Yeah. At a public, you know, a cable well, access. To that's what. Yeah. Anybody studio. that's an artist, whether you're an independent filmmaker, your two D's fucking podcast, whatever you're doing for like no money, trying to make it. If you watch this, you'll relate to it because it's two guys that essentially work for public access that are just wanting to make this fucking movie, make enough money to put a trailer together. And that's what they focus on most of the time. But then you get guests. You get Kane Hodder on the show. Bill Mosley plays like a wacky car salesman, and he's fucking brilliant at it. Uh, Candyman, Tony Todd shows up. He, just, he <laughs> shows Tony up Todd. and he, he shows up as Tony Todd and sleeps on the couch for like sleeps a month. Sleeps on the couch I'm and like, the smokes fucking crack on their couch and invites all his friends over. But it's it's... It's fun in that way if you're familiar with any of these characters or wanted to see some of these guys like Tony Todd or Kane Hodder do something different. It's a fucking blast. And it's only like, like I said, 19 or 20 episodes or whatever. 17. 17. I'm never going to get that right. I like like 19 or 20. Okay. Okay, good. 19 sounds like a better number, dude. Are yeah, you like, sure? Like a good even number. And an annual. <laughs> but either, either way, if, if, right if, now. you know, it's 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 a fun show. And like I said, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge Gore fan, obviously. But, uh, you know, so that's why I, I had drawn to it originally. It's it like cool odors. D. Snyder does so great on this. D. Show, Snyder man. is amazing. There's an episode where D. Snyder's like illegitimate son shows up. <laughs> it looks just like D. Snyder, and it's just constant conversations about like Striper and fucking Winger. It's like, oh, I know you're my son now. You like Kip Winger? And he's he's very ambiguous with with the guys too. It's just oh, like, yeah. is he is he hitting on me? I don't know. Yeah, it's like a running joke, and that's kind of taking a shot at, like, 80s metal in general, or glam rock, because every, like, redneck is, you know, are you, are you gay? Are you, are you, why you wear makeup? So it's always just, like, taking a shot at that whole thing. of Because yeah. you hear that. I used to hear that when I would dye my hair. I've literally had, like, hillbillies be like, are you in a band or are you gay? I'm like, those are my only two options. Right, right, and they're constantly trying to figure out but, what he yeah. likes. Do you like women? Do you like, like men? Like, it was just like yeah. when Rob Halford came out, and I had to explain to Donnie. It's just like, what do you, what do you, th- what do you think he meant when he was talking about painkiller and, you know, yeah, ram gives- it down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and like, who gives a shit? But it is always like a running, you know, thing, a gag, especially with those glam rockers and shit. Yeah. And Rob Halford was just pretty much like, they're like, that guy, he looks so tough. I'm like, he wears a lot of leather. <laughs> I mean, so do I. But yeah. Wait a second. We're all like leather daddies. It's great. I don't care. Total fucking leather daddy. I'm but, uh, fuck. Yeah, that, 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 Embrace it. That's the, that. That's a majority of of Adam Green and what we love about. There's him. just so much. Dude, that dude puts out so much shit. He's a workhorse. I mean, we even like we, on the board here. We had like Scary Sleepover, yeah. which he does. Where if that's another thing, YouTube. Just type it in on YouTube if you want to see him do like these fun one-on-one interviews where he stays the night with like Kane Hodder, Tony Todd, Bill Moser, Sid Haig. They're all on his website. Uh, He's done during the pandemic, during the lockdown. He had live streams, yeah. all this stuff. He's got a ton of stuff on his website. He's got a dog named Ari that he does a marathon they do for, a 24 you know, hour York, podcast which we would die trying to do 24 no, hours no, straight no, no. I mean we do these shows you know for those that don't know we record two at a time which is usually three hours I couldn't imagine doing 21 more hours of this and they no, do it every time no sleep I need like a teleprompter just injecting caffeine and taking pisses and shits whenever they can uh, with Scary Sleepover, I recommend looking up the D. Snyder episode because you can see how much D. Snyder meant to Adam Green how much it motivated him 
And sometimes, like, when you meet your heroes, it works out, which is kind of rare. You always hear the worst stories. So that's a really cool story because he, like, met D as a fan, told him about his movie, and D actually kind of stayed in contact with him before he was anybody. And, like, they made it again together pretty much. Yeah, and he like, met him when he was still, like, loading his own gear. Well, yeah. Sister it, wasn't a big thing at the time. Yeah, so it's, it's awesome. And if you just go back and listen to that Scary Sleepover, which will probably lead to the other ones that aren't as emotional but that's a good one and then check out their podcast they got a movie crypt which sits way better than what we do more informational less, <laughs> they just less had their, bad they just, humor they just had their 400th episode I think Four, yeah, wow. they've been around fucking forever so check that shit out so uh yeah that, that, I would I would ask what your favorite uh, Adam Green movie but it's gonna be like that's your hatchet 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 no I, I'm a, I'm a, I like digging up the mirror oh yeah yeah there you go see he says digging up the mirror uh, uh, for me it's Ah, for me, it's like all of them. Yeah, it's just, it was just one movie anyway. Like, it all runs I, together. I like all of them. As I've said before, Hatchet 3 is like my least favorite, but I still love it. So it's just like asking me what my favorite like Star Wars is. I know somebody's like, how dare you compare those things? Oh, fuck you. I love Hatchet. It's great. <laughs> love Solo. Like, what? No. Oh, no. Well, let's get us out of here, Dave. Let's get the fuck out of here. All right. You can find yeah. us on Anchor FM, Breaker, Google Podcast, Genocide, Overcast, Genocide, that too, I guess, Genocide. Pocket Cast, Genocide. Radio <laughs> Public, Spotify, <laughs> Apple Podcast, CastBox. Uh, we have uh, no new listeners, but we've got a lot of people listening to us all over the place. So thank you very much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, like, share, and subscribe. Yes. We're on YouTube, Facebook. You know, you know where to find us. Anyway, bye. We're out of here, guys. Thank you. Bye.